0: Radio TFS, episode number sixty nine. Hi, this is Martin Woodward, and this is Greg Duncan. Well, Greg, we've had a busy old couple of weeks since yeah. the last episode.
1: Yeah, we sure have. You know? I, I, you know, Windows eight one shipped, and you know, Server twenty twelve, and what was the other things? There was something else that shipped last week. I don't.
0: OS ten Mavericks.
1: That's <laughs> what you think about. <laughs> I'm running now.
0: Is that. What you, is that what you mean? Yeah,
1: that was it. I oh, shipped like today or yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah of course yeah. I'm running now. I
0: don't have any beta operating systems on my desk right now. I feel I feel quite naked. <laughs>
1: What's going oh, well, TFS. Yeah, TFS and Visual Studio. That's true. I guess we should talk about that. Uh, you know, silly VS. Uh, VS. So, more importantly,
0: which, which what do you have installed?
1: I have um I actually installed I I fought the beta battle for work, but on Monday when I came into work, Visual Studio 2013 RTMs installed on my work PC. Um once I dealt with the IE 10 required upgrade, which we'll talk a little bit uh, uh about in the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um yep. Nothing like the work PCs when they're kind of sort of pseudo locked down. But anyway, um, on the work PC, got 2013, installed it, and I have been using it ever since. Uh, every day, all day, I, I'm just in it. And, and it just, you know, seems to work. And that's I, I love that you know it for for so many for for whatever reason my install took a little bit of time you know it's that part of the install when it actually fires up the dev environment and does whatever that dev yeah they're
0: configuring your settings
1: <laughs> yeah that that seemed to take a a little bit of time but that's because I've got a lot of third party controls and you know uh. components and that kind of crap installed but uh, on my home machines uh, it installed much faster and again it just it just seems to work. And, and you know, um, I don't know what more to say about it. I, I've recommended it to all of my team members. I've been uh, sending them emails about my experience with it and, you know, sending links to the show, and, um, which, of course, they're like ignoring me, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, when you think about it, though, it's amazing considering like we've been doing these quarterly updates. And then I was actually getting quite worried with all these updates every now, you know, it was it was nearly every quarter I think we shipped one last year. Yeah. And I'm, then and then we go ahead and ship a
1: 2013
0: release that's got that's actually got so much stuff in it. Yeah. That's uh, pretty impressive.
1: That is pretty impressive. And it has to be, you know, I would love to hear a, you know, inside baseball or, you know, behind the music kind of thing about how the team, how the dev and the Visual Studio team did this. You know, did they actually have uh, separate teams working on the updates versus, the, you know, a feature teams versus, you know, I, I would just find that fascinating. Nope. <laughs> it's,
0: uh, it's all one big agile team. I mean, we've got lots of feature teams, but no, it's uh, the same teams working on features the, the whole time. Um, so yeah, it's uh, we're we're able to. I mean, we've obviously um, changed, been changing our software engineering practices a lot over the past few years um, to get better at shipping stuff. So, but no, it's just teams. Now, it, it's true to say that some teams maybe were working on features that they knew were a longer tail. They were more disruptive, and so they needed to be in the next major version than, you know, the, than other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, a, lot, a large part of it was just the same team, and then once they, they peel off an update and go work on, you know, Dev12, and that's that. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Chuck Sterling did a blog post announcing the Visual Studio release. Well, you know, Soma and Brian obviously announced it, but then um, Chuck did a great in-depth post, uh, which we'll link to in the show notes, that, that details through and, and list through all the features i mean obviously um we're going to be having there's a whole visual site that goes into all the features that are in visual studio twenty thirteen and tfs twenty thirteen and Everybody has their own little favorite features. You know, we've got like the Agile planning and the Git stuff, and the, which is just huge. And, you know, was, uh, there's a lot of things there. But, Greg, what, what would be um, – let's put you on the spot here. What would probably be – if you had to pick one thing, what would be your favorite feature or what, what favorite features have you got? Um,
1: my favorite feature is the XAML editor. I'm a, huh. I'm a uh, you know, line of business dev. We live in WPF. And the XAML thing, the XAML editor, you know, you always heard about when they talked about this at Build everything else it was all for building xaml win apps uh, win 8 apps and, and those kind of things well you know if you're just lob guy and you guys are doing wpf dev that editor we we get taken advantage of all of those editor changes so
0: um and it's it's that much better is it because it's not it's, that's not something i'm in a lot
1: it's not know. a hugely better but there was it's so many fine tune. Tweaks they made to it. For example, the design surface, when you see in the designer, instead of being gray, it's checkerboard. It's white and just slightly gray. So it makes the differentiation between your form and the background just a lot easier. Uh, simple things like when you change a tag, I changed a window tag to a user control. So I'm at the top and I'm typing in, um, you know, user control, and it knows that the end tag needs to change too. So it's changing that as I change the top one, as opposed to going to the top one and then oh, I'll change to the bottom one and yeah. things like that. Doing a close tag, you know, you type a uh, uh, bracket label, end bracket, and it creates that, you know, close label. It's like, oh, I hate that. So I just want to do a slash and tag and it <laughs> deletes that extra tag uh, that kind of stuff the fact that um, uh, um, navigate to works you know you create a new event windows you know loaded equals okay tab to create a new event and I hit F12 and it sends me right to that code now it's like ooh Mm -hmm. just those little things really add up and they add up really quickly and you really hate going back to 2012 let alone 2010 you know and I've got all three of them on my system they're all running side by side I've got projects Brilliant. that are round tripping with no problems between 2012 and, and 2010 it's you know just work so
0: you're working mostly in 2013 visual studio 2013 what what version do you
1: server right now is uh, 2012
0: Okay. Oh, oh, great! And then what? The rest of the people in your team, what are they running in terms of Visual Studio versions? Do you know?
1: Primarily 2012. Okay. Um, we we. And that's own... working
0: fine for you. the the you know you editing code in 2013, and they, those guys editing in 2012 is no. You're not running into any issues there. No,
1: nope, not at all.
0: Great. I remember the days when that used to be such a pain, and I'm oh, so glad we fixed that. Yeah, it was like 2010. 2010 was just this awesome release. And then they just, like, it was amazing. And it basically did round-tripping perfectly, apart from it upgraded the SLN file. And it was like, oh, why did you do
1: that? <laughs> now, so, yeah. we, we don't really want to get me started about the projects. You know, the round-tripping, everybody knows the round-tripping works actually pretty good as long as your project type is supported. But if your project type isn't supported in the newer version, obviously you can't do round-tripping. Um, right. You know, so yep. we won't go Okay.
0: Ahead. Okay, sounds, sounds, yeah. You're not going to talk I, about setup projects on me, are yeah. anyway, let's you? Not, let's not open that kind of worms.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you've been <sighs> using this thing for a thousand years yeah. now, and you use it in production and you're doing production yep. stuff with it. Yeah. Um, when you go do you ever have to go back to 2012 or any earlier versions or?
0: Um not not deliberately, you know um no, I don't think so i mean I, I when I do the thing I notice most is the difference in startup times and things and just general performance the twenty thirteen performance is amazing, and um you know, and I, before I would be hesitant about starting Visual studio up, you know, I'd maybe open a file up in notepad or something if it had to do something quick, but no i don't i don't i don't not fire it up now, um which is interesting i've noticed there's just like small things for me i think i mentioned it already that the finding tools the tools <laughs> options just being having a little search bar there that's just saves me so much time uh the um, i love the one asp net thing i do quite a lot of you know file new project type play projects quite a lot of the time or you know demo projects or whatever or just a little a little test project for myself and just the being now one one asp net and one area where you can go to and you don't have to, it's not like a collection of wizards. It's just one place and you can mix and match a lot easier. And and the new templates they use are a lot cleaner and they use a lot less files and they're a lot faster to check in. They're a lot faster to upload. They're a lot faster to use. It's just, it's just full of goodness. So um, yeah. And obviously the team Explorer just looks a lot nicer. No. Oh, i tell you one feature that we kind of snuck in, <laughs> uh r t m and we mentioned it in the in a previous show but i 'm just going to mention it again because i was talking to uh brian randall came over at the weekend um to where we were working on some stuff together and um he I was showing him, you know, he was saying he was saying something about comments. I was like, oh, I'll just use the lightweight commenting feature in in the web, and he's like, oh, blah blah blah. I was like, no no no, look. And so I showed him, I entered some comments, and then I pressed the email button. I was like, look, and I can send that an email. And he's like, oh wow, that's amazing because it <laughs> links to all the files and then links to you know includes your comments. He's like, that's exactly what I need. Oh, apart from I need to be able to send that email to like just an arbitrary account, not one that's already that's already in the team. I said, oh yeah, just type oh. the address in. He's like. We can do that. Yeah, 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 we fixed that. And he's like, Well didn't nobody tell me. So I'm, like, oh, I'm sure I did somewhere. Well, yeah, okay, right, we fixed it. And then the other one was he was like, Oh, you know what? But now you know what I really want is to be able to create a work item. Like, yeah, we can do that. And you just hover over the comment and say, you know, convert into a task and he's like Oh so uh yeah, it's just so many little features that are just buried in. Um but yeah, they were them they're, they're, they're my favourite things anyway.
1: Nice. Well, You know, there's a number of people out there who are also playing with uh, TFS 2013, and they're doing the same thing. They're coming up with one of their favorite features. One of our new favorite friends of the show, Angela Dugan, uh, recently paused... Uh, posted about a few of her TFS 2013 things. And yes, shout out to you, Angela. She was very excited when we gave her a shout out in the last show and tweeted everywhere. And uh, I really appreciate uh, that. And that
0: her head, head will just get too big. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but she posted recently, um, about some of her uh, uh, favorite things in TFS. Primarily the, the website items and the mm-hmm. charting. And you know, We talked about in the previous show how you can uh, do work item charting. So she talks about this and she shows a number of examples and how she's using it. And, and I love the comments from people like her who are like me who are on the outside as opposed to those evil people who work at the Blue Monster uh, except for Martin. Uh, yeah, I'm
0: not evil. Uh, I, I, just, <laughs> I just play evil on TV. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's a great post. Yeah, it's interesting. Yep, absolutely. So, what else is new?
0: um well yeah we've so we've done a couple of service updates uh, not huge ones, but you know uh we updated the build image um and you know with all the latest bits obviously want to make get that up to date with all the r t m bits so that's all good and then um we've also um uh Brian did a blog post about the team foundation service updates that we've been doing lately, uh, which again obviously linked to in the show notes, but the main thing that we did is change up the um you know obviously. We've shipped R T M, so you know, for for like ten seconds, the service and the R T M product <laughs> l- at least look the same. So you could do one set of training for both, and we we figured that was no good. Let's break everybody's lives and let's make it hard to do training for them. So we we decided to. Get in some great changes to the homepage that actually we'd wanted to get in for Rtm, but didn't quite make it. So now they're up in the service, and we just kind of tidied up the the the, the project homepages and the um, the account homepage, and made it so it was actually a proper responsive UI. So if you move your window size around, it relays it out. Made it easier to create create a team project. We have metrics, a lot of metrics that run, and we find um, this is a significant drop off people creating accounts and then getting stuck not knowing how to create their first project so we try to i mean it's you know it, it's a minority but there's a significant number of people because we have so many people creating accounts that that don't actually then go on to create their first project so try and make that easier for them um and just generally you know give the homepage a bit of a home a refresh we'll probably keep on doing a bit more on that area too so um yeah, that's probably uh, that's probably the latest on service side. How about how about on 2013 side? Anything else new that you want to mention?
1: Well, um, yeah, for the server side, um, Ben Day, who we've had on the show, uh, recently posted a nice complete, like 300 million page or or so, uh, Team Foundation Server installation guide. You can get it in HTML and um, PDF, and he goes. This is like all oh, of the way. Yeah, that's brilliant.
0: From, you can just download it onto your onto your handy tablet device and just have it <laughs> sat by side <laughs> it.
1: Um And he goes from you know installing Server 2012 Fresh, which you know I've actually never installed Server Server 2012 yet. Um, so the new dashboard that's on there, to installing the uh, installing the uh, TFS, the the server, doing all the updates. I mean, it really is a very pictorial guide. If you've never installed, done this end to end, this is pretty much a must read. Um, that's
0: an amazing amount of work. I can't believe he put that together.
1: Yeah, that's – you know, having done screenshots and done this kind of stuff, yeah, you know how much work that is. You would oh, yeah. think that just capturing screenshots, oh, that's easy. No, because it takes you like 12 times, and you have to, oh, crap, what about this, and what about that, and you know.
0: Well, you have to get the – you have to do it a few times, just get the data right, and then go through it. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, that's a lot of work. Respect to the man. We'll see if he updates it for the next version of TFS because that – is a, that's a labor of love, that is. Well, I, I doff my cap to Ben Day. So, um, you know, we had um, Peter Provost on a while ago on the show, and he was talking about you know some of the features. One of the features I'm actually using a lot right now in 2013, because I'm getting up to speed with the Coplex code base. huh um one of the features that's been coming in very very handy is the new the heads up display stuff the code lens stuff that uh peter and his team added into visual studio 2013 so um our, our co-host mickey gousset has actually done um another great uh magazine article rather than actually co-hosting the show with us he's been busy at <laughs> right magazine article. and he's done um he's done another one uh all about uh the the uh, you know the code lens features and actually uh, and and delving into that have you have you been using them Greg? How have you been finding it?
1: I've actually um, yeah primarily the peak side because we have upgraded our back end, but even that
0: ah, if of course, if yep. you
1: guys are still on you know 2013 and your back end is still 2012. You can still take advantage of this because the references part still worked. And, and I don't know if yeah. you, if you remember you know I kind of whined about worried about performance and how is this going to look in my code and is it going to make you know my editing weird am i going to have to worry about you know, just what kind of impact it is and it's really non-impact you don't yeah. see it it is gray enough um or unobtrusive enough to, you know, fade in the background, but it's there when you need it. It doesn't get in the way of the coding. You can tell it's asynchronous, that, you know, it just updates when it updates, and it's not flashing or in your face. Um, It's a nice... If you want
0: to, you can go to tools options and then search for font <laughs> and you can actually change the uh the font color and size and things that the the the, the, the lens stuff's rendered in you know if you if the one that's default is too strong for you or too weak for you you can, can totally change that
1: yeah and it's just the hardest part is just getting used to that it is there and yeah not, you know it, doing the, the find references oh you don't have to do find references you, you know you can peek references or you just click right there it's, oh well that's where we're being used so one
0: of the things that i found funny was um initially the count looked wrong because um it was always giving me one less than find references would give me and then i realized it's actually smart and doesn't bother showing you itself
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i was like i was like oh my god that's actually so clever why didn't you know the the, the attention to detail when they when they think about that sort of thing you gotta yeah it got to be pretty impressed and regarding the performance we have very 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 strict uh, performance metrics that get done on new features uh, that get added into VS and basically um, you fail if you, if you, Add a new feature in which which slows down performance. So if you want to add a new feature in, you have to go improve the features. You have to go improve the performance somewhere else so that you can bring your feature in without overall the performance getting worse. You know, so uh, so no, that team did an absolutely amazing job to do what they did. So yeah, again, that was very impressive.
1: And speaking of Mickey, he's also yeah. not only is he writing articles for you know Visual Studio tell Magazine. You what, he,
0: should, he should be on more of these shows. What's he been doing now? <laughs> yeah. He, he can't knows. tell me he's busy if he's been doing all this stuff.
1: What yeah, problem, Mickey? Well, he can't be on the show, but that's okay. uh, um, he he in um the. 2005 and 2008 cycle, he did a whole number of of videos introducing different features of Visual Studio. He's starting that back up now with the 2013 cycle, and he's going to, he's planning on doing three to five minute short videos, maybe sometimes a few longers with theories, but he's starting it off with basic, the basic, how do you connect Visual Studio Team Explorer to TFS? And this is a short video where he just walks you through it and, and just kind of shows it off. So. Yep, yeah, cool. You know, no, he's good at that something.
0: Hills. Yep, yep. And we miss you, Mickey. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. You, if you want to go do stuff that brings in the bills, fair enough. I, I can't, you know. I can't complain about that. Um. So while we're talking about launch stuff one of the things i wanted to mention is we're having a virtual launch event if you go to uh, it's a very easy url to remember so i am going to read this one out just events.visualstudio.com you can read all about the launch event and there's a countdown and i don't know we should kind of have a virtual radio tfs party um (laughs) and all like maybe there we can maybe have um like a a radio tfs drinking game or something like that we should pick pick some words if people say super excited then you have to stand up and to, you know, down your drink or, or, or that sort of thing. Well, every time somebody, yeah, we should definitely think up some drinking rules games. Well, oh, well we yeah, should have a bingo card.
1: Yeah, that. Well, that? yeah, we can't do drinking games because that's.
0: Uh, oh, p a it's on during work time for normal people. As well, yeah, so. it's
1: November thirteenth, so Wednesday the thirteenth, ten a.m. Eastern, right. which is seven a.m. my time. Um, so I drinking well, you know,
0: ten a.m. Eastern. What's that for me? No, that's even that's even a bit early for me for me doing drinking games on a Wednesday. Damn <laughs> it. I do a cups of tea. How about that? Oh, now, okay, most, well, yeah, you we'll can, come like, up with bingo cards. We'll, <laughs> do, we'll do a we'll launch bingo. That's what we'll do. This will be brilliant. And you can check off, you know, you can check off phrases and stuff. This will be great. So, yeah, events.visualstudio.com. Anyway. How hey, Greg, is, we're, we're trying
1: to – go ahead, sorry. How long is the uh, virtual launch? Is this like an all-day thing? Is it an hour thing? Do you know?
0: I have no idea. A lot of a lot of the material we've prepared, like we've been preparing material for it, so I think a lot of it is actually proper virtual online material. Mm -hmm. But then there is, as far as I'm aware, there is like an event that happens that's live, and you know they've rented a venue and blah blah blah, and it's all fancy. So I don't know. I would imagine a, I would imagine a couple of hours, but who knows? (laughs) Who knows? I can find out. Maybe I'll find out. Sure. Cool. Uh,
1: great. Greg,
0: it's that time of the show.
1: It certainly is. Um, episode 69 of Radio TFS is brought to you by SAS Made Easy, a leader in hosted TFS, dedicated virtual servers, and TFS ALM consulting. You can reach them at www.sasmadeeasy.com or at email sales at and again as as we try to do it in every show, we gotta thank them for um helping us bring this show to you so um speaking of Paul and Sesame, yeah,
0: exactly uh, Paul's actually been um blogging up a storm again lately, and he did a blog post all about the um how to customize the sprint backlog. So if, um, you can customize everything in TFS, as we all know, but the actual, uh, the things that control the, the how the sprint backlog renders and how the agile planning tools all render, that's all completely customizable. People don't realize. And it's all using the Wit admin tool. So if you go and if you go fire up a developer command prompt um, and you can type with admin uh, on the client side and it, it, it'll come back with some help. And the key thing is um, it's export process config and import process config. And what you basically do is you, you export your process configuration. That gives you some XML files. You can open up and actually see, oh, yeah, I see what's going on. And you can hack around in them and configure them. And uh, what Paul needed to do is he had a really, really, really big backlog. And so he needed to um, go in and actually change the site, the default number of work items shown in that backlog. So so that's what he did and, and updated his uh, work item count limit from 500, which is by default to something like 800, I think it was. So, yeah. But it, it's a good post if you run into that, but it's actually a good post just to kind of, if there's something else in that backlog, maybe you want to change the... Um, the the time from, you know, or, or estimating from story points into hours, or maybe you want to change the, you know, the, the hours into days or whatever. You, you want to change something in that Agile planning tools, mm-hmm. you can do that using wit admin and export process config. Hmm.
1: So, you know, I mentioned earlier about when you install Visual Studio 2013, one of its requirements is IE10. Yeah. and That's know-
0: been quite controversial as well. Now, I mentioned that's a requirement for Visual Studio client side, the the Team Foundation server 2013 allows... Um, down to IE9 clients connecting, you know, so IE9, IE10 and IE11 and right. Safari and Chrome and all sorts of things. So the TFS has a wider browser, you know, footprint that it accepts than Visual Studio. But I've heard a few complaints about the Visual Studio requiring IE10.
1: Yeah, and that was kind of actually, it, it um, surprised me because I've been installing it and I've got Windows 8 or actually 8.1. I spent the weekend upgrading to 8.1 everywhere too. Um, now, did it not do this in pre-releases? Because I well, I didn't install. I did the pre- every pre-release. I always did it on a Windows eight box. So uh-uh. you know, I didn't do it here at work. And you know, I come into work on Monday. I try I get the ISO. I'm gonna. I want to download it, and it's like, oh, IE ten. It's like, oh, okay, well. What the hell? Let's go ahead and do it. I can always use the user agents and you know the developer tools to to fake it and make it out in, in case you know I connect to services that don't support it. And luckily, all the ones I seem to need work fine. But uh, which always makes me wonder that now that IE 11 is out, what's the impact of people who? And, you know, back-end services and stuff that don't support IE 10, let alone 11. But, um, which it goes to everybody knows that we sh- you shouldn't check on browser version. You should check on features in the yep. browser. But I'm not that – I'm a big web dev. But anyway. Um, so, Sergi Lasky. Lasoff, Lasoff, Sergey. Um, he's actually got a cool, really cool site. Visual Studio extensions um, at We'll have the links in the po- in the show notes. Um, but he highlights a number of Visual Studio extensions and I, I've and add ins and, and tools and that kind of stuff. And I've found a number of things via his site. Um, the latest one is he's and this is not officially supported. All right, you know I don't necessarily support it if you do this and it hoses your you know workstation and you know. You know, rips a hole in the fabric of space and time you know it's between you and and you yeah
0: um, okay i'm just looking at this as well so by by not officially supported it is not supported at all would be the more precise <laughs> way of phrasing it but if you don't need the stuff that uses ie 10 then maybe it will mean you know, your mileage may vary but go on i'll, I'll let you finish the tip
1: Basically, you can hack it. Um, the Visual Studio Installer just checks for one registry key. Sneaches. And great, you can it? basically poke that key in and run Visual Studio Installer. It sees the key and it, it will install. Now, obviously, parts of it may not work right. If there's a dependency, if you fire up the blend for Visual Studio and it yaks. There was
0: probably a good reason why they put that block <laughs> up in the installer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. I don't know what it is, actually, but for a lot of people, yeah, maybe if you're not using it then that's fine.
1: Yeah, if you're doing, you huh, know, WPF stuff or Winform stuff and, you know, C sharp or V B and you just don't really care about it, um, then you can use this hack. Your mm-hmm. mileage may vary.
0: And then he tells you how to revert the hack out as well, so that you only have the hack in for the time that you install in Visual Studio. Sneaky. So speaking of
1: extending Visual Studio. Um, Yeah.
0: So um, if you're using Team Room, you've not upgraded TFS yet, so you won't be. But uh, Team Room is a great new feature in TFS 2013, and it's fabulous. And it's a great way of keeping an activity log of what's been going on in your project. Um, It's only useful in terms of chatting with your team if everybody stays in it, you know, and everybody keeps that browser tab open. So, um, and that means if you you know if you don't convince people to actually have that browser tab open, then it can be quite sort of annoying because you're talking to nobody. So, I love our community. This is something we actually wanted to do and didn't get time to do. But then uh, Jeff Bramwell, who's an excellent MVP, um, has gone in and actually added team rooms into um into Visual Studio. And so you can go in and actually see your team rooms inside of Team Explorer. You can click in it and then when you when you go say you want to view a team room, um, it actually opens up and it opens up in the document well inside of Visual Studio and you've got your team room conversations there. And it even has system tray notifications that you can do as well. So if you want the little bit of toast to pop up when uh when a new um message comes in then it does that so yeah that's uh, jeff i i I love you forever that's the (laughs) the best extension i've seen and that not only not only does it work but it also gives you a great example of uh you know how extensible the uh the 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 team room stuff you know the the team explorer stuff is that you can just go build a team explorer extension yourself so it's great. And he's got that posted. up at put the um, Visual Studio gallery, so you can just you can go into you know Visual Studio and do uh, extensions and just go get it. So
1: good man. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. And, and I do have to say that I, I have difficulty in the context switching between Visual Studio and you know when you want to do stuff and it throws me out to the website. So I, I really appreciate this because I don't like that context switch. If I'm in Visual Studio, I want to stay in Visual Studio, especially now that Visual Studio you know supports multiple mon- well you know 2012 supported multiple monitors so you can just rip that uh, document tab off throw it on another window and yeah, it's you know, you're brilliant. good to go
0: well and also because visual studio remembers how you like your windows configured right
1: it's just always there. <laughs>
0: so no what a great job we've got a great community it's
1: and speaking of community um uh nino Low J. Low J. J.
0: Just Nino. Everybody knows Nino. him as Nino. Anyway. Right.
1: Um, really, really quick post. And this is something that I need to, you know, I've flagged for my future reference. When I do finally upgrade us to 20, uh, 2012 and I'm going to do an in place upgrade, he makes a reminder to you know, the um, 2012 stuff is still going to be there. It's still going to be left in place. And it takes, you know, nearly two gig of drive space. So, you know, we've all got a lot of drive space on our servers, but still leaving that stuff there, you know, it's taking up space when it doesn't need to. Who needs those zeros and ones with taking up your drive space? So, you know, just a reminder, when you do an in-place upgrade, look at the old um, Microsoft Team Foundation Server 11.0 folder and you know that's a good candidate for nuking
0: once you're happy that your upgrades all worked and um, everything of course but yeah <laughs> great stuff hey um one of the guys on my team uh, a guy called Philip Kelly um he's actually blogged about some stuff i want to give a shout out if that's okay uh, so we'll put a link in the show notes but he's gone he uh, was one of a team that did the um, the git stuff and he was very integral in, in he's a um, a very uh, active committer over on libgit2 And what he uh, delves into is actually how the communication layer works um, to Git inside of Visual Studio 2013. And basically, um, it uses, you know, it uses the same Internet Explorer libraries that uh, Visual Studio uses. So um, if you need... If you need your Git uh, traffic to go over a HTTP proxy server, then you do it by configuring your your internet settings in IE. You know, you you go and uh, you go over there and actually configure your. Um your in your internet settings and that setups your proxy server. If uh you want to go through and um you know make sure that you've got uh the certificate installed if you if you're talking to a, um a certificate maybe you're talking to um to a TFS instance installed in inside the firewall but you wanted it to run over HTTPS, for whatever reason, then you maybe want to install a self-signed certificate uh, into your client certificate store, and he, he shows you how to do that as well, and how authentication works, and it's just a, a really great, detailed, absolutely bits and bytes post into how all this stuff works. And I just, I just love posts like this. We don't, yeah, we don't have enough of these type of posts anymore. You know, we used to get a lot of these. I'm not sure why we don't anymore, but um, it's just, yeah, as Deep dive as you could as you could hope to go. Even I learned stuff, and I was actually involved in some of the design decisions here. So it was like, oh, because for instance, we support you know proper file URL, file path URLs and Git URLs now. And I was like, oh wow, we actually fixed that because originally that didn't work and stuff. So yeah, great job, Philip, and uh, I'm really I'm really happy you put that blog post up. So uh, I'll, we'll put a link to it in the show notes.
1: Well, we're getting about that time, the ALM Ranger time. It was it's been a little bit quiet, ALM Rangers. Um... The one post that, uh, that uh, stood out for me is that, you know, unit test generator, which we've talked about a number of times. They've revved it 1.1, and it's primarily just a bug fix, you know, and they, they made it. Um, they, they fixed, you know, I, I'm a longtime VB guy, so they made a VB bug fix, which is always good. You know, got to give the VB love. And um, another minor bug, uh, but Willie P posted about that, so that's good. I, I like seeing the bug fixes.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I'm glad the Rages keep keep uh, putting out stuff. That's amazing. So, yeah, we're getting towards the end of the show. Uh, we've got a little bit of listener feedback, though, Greg, from, from Richard Beverly. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the tune you're about to hear, Richard's not a fan. Let, let, let's say like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: Richard, sorry. I, we're going to make your ears bleed um yeah not that he yeah, said it quite have. that way uh well okay yeah he did but um <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so the radio t- so the radio tfs theme music this is about the only part of the show but stayed since show number one if you go back all the way back to show number one the theme music was picked by paul and he got it from um novel am blaming anybody <laughs> for paul, but the uh he it, it got it from um podcast themes.com if you go there they provided a bunch of free uh, podcast themes and this was a long time ago when we did the first show and so Paul grabbed the one that he liked the most at the time and then uh, you know used it in that first show and we kind of kept it ever since so you know all that stuff that was was from show number one Richard's not a fan if I'm honest (laughs) I was never a huge fan but I kind of you know left it because it was it it's our thing uh but yeah i'd be interested in getting some feedback from the listeners what we think if uh, the song we have at the beginning of the, the end you know if it's uh, if it's time for a fresh song or one maybe a bit less rocky or whatever i don't know then um let us know uh, at uh, radio tfs at outlook.com or send us a voicemail 425 or indeed if you have any other questions or feedback or whatever or or comments from the show then do drop us a line if anybody wants to do us a new theme sheet then uh, feel free otherwise I can go hunting down on the you know the the, the um, royalty free music sections of popular sites and try and get us some different music I've, I've looked a couple of times uh, but I've never I've never found one that I quite light so yeah if anybody's got a theme music they want us to use or if you if you love the theme music we've got already then let us know Radio TFS at Outlook.com right greg i think that's a it's a big long show but i guess we uh you know we 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 had the launch so uh, yeah it's only right that we do yep. i'm i'm off on vacation for a week i'll have oh, you know so I, i'm off on holiday yeah i'm, I'm gonna enjoy myself so yeah. when i get back i'll have uh, i've not been at work for a week so it'll be, be good uh, hopefully um, you'll do what you normally do and keep track of the feeds and we'll have a, a load more news to talk about absolutely okay well thank you very much for your time we'll speak to you next time on radio tfs